ladies and gentlemen of the world, of the world of High Drop listeners, welcome to episode 19 with the youngest crew around. <laughs> we got Ross Allen and Dante Grazioli. Here we go. We get that a celebrity guest pick on the music right here. Let's listen. Taken down. I think that's all we can play. That's that's all you can get. You get a little taste of that Kid Cudi on that track. That's that Ghost Town Part Two. Which I have not listened to the rest of that, but I'm stoked to listen to that whole album. Thanks for picking that, Dante. No problem. What did you say it was? (laughs) It was like 18 year olds, us like splitting our joints in half. of, Of young, just young. That that young invincible feeling <laughs> dude yeah that freedom <laughs> dude do you feel that still ross do you know what we're talking no, about I, no i definitely don't feel that anymore you're even past I it don't yeah man pain anymore. Dude, i'm a, I'm a ross hot feels 20 pain now. now for He's the first not, time i'm a hot free. 20 now dude i'm i'm up there i feel you're pain up there bro i didn't even start <laughs> training <laughs> until i was older than you. five years bro well how old were you when you started 21 jesus I'm yeah. a fucking it's a whole different like person. you guys might as well have participated in a whole different sport like Literally. because of the way that yeah, your brains were real. developed in context with it. Seriously. I wonder how it changed. I wonder what how it changed Ross? Well, and like the differences, how it changed me even. Well, yeah. Well, you you probably it's got different. I was probably like more it didn't change, more on dude, a, like, it, it made me, earlier, dude, right? Like, yeah. kind of more parkour made same. me. It didn't change me. Parkour made it you. It made me, dude, because I was fucking, I was like 12 when I started, so I wasn't a person, really. <laughs> just, At least you know that. Grew- well, no, that's the thing, though. 12-year-olds are people. They're just like, they, like if you, as a person or a personality, is like this bubble that expands outward, like little mm. kids just have small bubbles. Yeah. Because they don't have a lot to work with. It's true. Yeah. I'd agree but with that. But they still have connections between the Well, you'd be surprised, too, like how much of what actually makes you unique is there from the beginning. You'd also be surprised with how much of the stuff you tell yourself makes you unique is actually bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Because, well, what do you mean by that, actually? Just like, I think identity, like the whole idea of identity and the way people like have this connection to who they are and what they tell themselves they are and like stuff like that. Mm. Kinda... We all, Like we all kind of think the same things, you mean? Well, no, it's just like the way that you think the person you make yourself out to be in your own brain is going to be different from every other person that's ever met you. Oh, yeah. So, mm. like, you tell yourself a lot of things about yourself that you say is like, this is a trait about me, but really it's just like something you like to say about yourself or like things yeah, like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Who are you? Who are you really? Jim Carrey wants to know. <laughs> Jim Carrey doesn't even know anything, right? Yeah. We're all well, just floating around. We're all just like, swirling uh, atoms, bro. You know, like the the thing with the boat. Like if you have a boat and then the sail breaks and you replace the sail and then oh yeah yeah the boat like, breaks and you replace it until you've mm-hmm. replaced every piece. Is it even the same boat it was? And it's like if you, all your atoms in your body change as you live and you lose the ones from when you're younger and if your memories change, are you the same person? Seven years. Interesting. Later? And we just have to tell ourselves we are because it's what we know, I guess. <laughs> well, I don't think you have to tell yourself that. But I think like what I was saying when I said that you like what makes you unique or whatever, which you're not unique, probably is what, like that's might be not the best Thanks, word to use. Brandon. Not, I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. You're unique. But like, I mean, like the things that aren't make you unique aren't, aren't necessarily unique traits. But like you're if you're the kind of person that is prone towards like, let's say a bad thing, like if you're of addiction like they're genetic things. Yeah. If anything, I'm not saying that they're like personality traits. Like, Oh, I'm like this. I'm like, I like green. 
or whatever the fuck you think like makes you you but like i'm just saying the personality the the people do change but i don't know it also just there's through lines from like when i was a little kid of just like how i behave yeah no that, I, like i can't like control I, I it feels the same like same thing about ross like he still has some same like habits or or traits or stuff from definitely, like, definitely. I, like, I think here's yeah. how i would liken it you have this is an analogy I think I've heard way back in the day and it's, I'm modifying it, but like they say that your body is like an elephant and you're like the elephant tamer or the person riding the elephant. Like the body does way more than like you think it. Oh yeah. You, like you have way less control over it, but you can become a really good elephant tamer and like ride it around like with control and like have it kneel down and step off its trunk and like do some cool shit. But if you like, don't like take care of your body or if you don't understand it, it'll just do whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah. And you're just like along for the ride. So I'm saying, like, the person that, like, you are talking about that, like, changes the boat, I think Mm -hmm. that's the tamer. But the elephant vehicle is still kind of like this thing that grows, and, like, it's kind of the same. It's really, like, fascinating to think of, like, animals as, like, the machines, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like, we got our sentience, like to become the tamer of our own animal machine. Yeah, that is some weird, wild shit. It's like, and we, well, people think that it's different, but I guess like ultimately you have to, they can't be understood as separate. They are the same still. Yeah. There's so much, you, like how do you get in tune with so much of your body though that like you really like, on just the mental level that we do, like I feel like we can't comprehend like, well, basic um, things. I'm talking about yeah. basic things. Like if you feed yourself, if you let's say if you're hungry or you haven't slept or you haven't like had sex or you haven't like done something like to meet like natural desires and wants and stuff, then like your machine is going to be operating, you know, under yeah. different parameters than like if you have all these needs met, like you'll have probably clearer thinking or you'll, you'll be able to access and utilize maybe like a more balanced or a neutral whatever like mode of being homeostasis homeostasis and all this <laughs> shit i don't know does that make sense yeah like basic, if you're hungry basic, though like you're like basic you're body like, maintenance oh, i'm a fucking angry person it's like but if you if you were maybe you're not an angry person all the time if you just fucking feed yourself maybe you're just always hungry you're just always crying. maybe you just <laughs> suck at eating <laughs> you're hangry everywhere maybe you need a snickers that's all i'm saying you don't ever need a snickers don't do all do that's another thing i was thinking about how many things that you'll like a human actually never needs it's like a snickers bar I've think never. of how many humans went fine without one <laughs> <laughs> thousands <laughs> millennia humans were just off of snickers diet dude i couldn't survive without my peanut m&ms that's a f- <laughs> well, ross if you think about it all right i couldn't do humans, it dude you know we were foragers we used to eat nuts all you, all you, all you have done is covered it with a little bit of chocolate. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, that's that's uh, the Mars <laughs> Corporation for you. <laughs> There's an M on it. But actually, this is <laughs> there is an M. Yeah, does that stand for more M and M's? I don't think. <laughs> does M and M stand for anything? I think it does. It's for what like does it stand Mars for? Mars and Mars and and more. The other part. Mars and no more chocolate. Mars and more? Mars and more. M&M? No, it's more definitely Mars not Mars and more M&Ms. That's a question for Google that's not even interesting enough to Google. Yeah, let's... Fuck that question. All right. <laughs> Fuck you, M&Ms. <laughs> Where were we? Fuck you, Mars Corporation, just poisoning our little needle lives and stuff. Although sometimes it's tasty. Unless you want to, like, sponsor. Just Unless you want to sponsor the podcast. In yeah. which case, I take it all back and... <laughs> you ever Ross, want you to have you seen uh, Gabe's M&M coffee cup? Gabe, like my roommate Gabe? Yeah. <laughs> no. It's like he keeps it like down in the passenger seat on the floor. There's just like a white coffee cup. It's got a square picture on it of the blue M&M man. <laughs> I have not seen this. That's what he drinks his coffee from. What the fuck? Coffee mugs are some of the most treasured and weird items I think you can find in people's houses. Dude, if you think I have a really big one with an R on it. Stands for Ross. About it, I mean, you nice, do, nice. if you do drink coffee or whatever, you probably look at it like every single day. So yeah. like what you put on it actually is pretty important. It is. 
And blue M&M guy. Blue M&M guy. You're like, <laughs> you know what I like? <laughs> I want to be like that fucking blue M&M guy. It, who is like blue M&M, M&M guy? Romano First of all, <laughs> blue M&M guy doesn't even have a personality. We know about yellow M&M guy and red M&M guy. Yeah, who's like, the Red M&M, guy? M&M guy is the like leader. Taller, and he's like the like... Billy Crystal or whatever of like fucking M&M's. Uh-huh. I feel the, like he has that wait, voice. Wasn't there a Ray Romano M&M? Yeah, the big <laughs> yellow one. The yellow one was Ray Romano. He's like the peanut M&M, right? He's the peanut M&M. And then the red one's just the normal one. And the blue one's crispy. Blue one's the, crispy. Okay, the blue one's... And then there's the girl. The green, green one, one is... She's, she's, she's the peanut butter filled. Uh, is she? She's, she's the Reese's Pieces? She's a little sultry little... I mean, our Reese's Pieces are just completely different. Yeah, Reese's Pieces are completely different. And then there's... Um, Incredible, though. Nonetheless. There's there's one with the pretzel inside. I think that's the brown M&M? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even remember seeing a brown M&M. That's racist. There's a whole family in of these, M&Ms. In these times, you, you're going to see a brown M&M. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm lucky, <laughs> dude. By the way, for anyone who doesn't know, like, well, I guess it doesn't really matter, but I mean, it does matter. You, you should introduce yourself a little bit, or I should introduce you. Ross Allen is the first timer on the guest, or first time guest on the podcast, and uh, I'll just like lay it out a little bit for you. Maybe I'll take and add some words. It's easier to talk about someone else than yourself, so we'll His do it. We'll do it for you. Boss. His name rhymes with boss. He is a boss. He's 20 years old. He's been crushing it. He just started on a come back, came back from a trip from Europe and I did. He was on the Bounty Runners. <laughs> the Bounty Runners? Dude, we don't need to Are talk about that. You're a former Rogue that. Squad member as well? Did you um, ever... no, they never let me into Rogue Squad. Yeah, you didn't. I you wasn't just... in Rogue Squad. I wasn't cool enough. I was too young. Dude, even I got yeah, into Rogue Squad. I never even yeah. submitted a clip and I was in Rogue Squad. <laughs> I was, you, a, I was in Rogue, Rogue Squad, Squad <laughs> member for for but I was no there was no clips of me in the videos that they put out, I don't think. <laughs> but I was official, actually. Yeah, so... And that's that That gives you clout. Yeah. I think, uh... I think, at least. Dude, Rogue Squad is a special... All right, we're getting sidetracked. We're getting way sidetracked. But anyhow, Ross is a boss, is what the word is. I don't even know... I don't know how to pump you up. Like, you really are just... I don't want to suck your dick too hard here, but you're you're one of the best, like, young practitioners in Colorado, in yeah. America, I would say. I'd extend that even further to, like, the world. Like, you're just one of the kids that is actually skilled and talented enough to be pushing the sport and has a desire to do so thank you thank you i do have quite the desire to do it i just kind of that's like pretty much all i do these days is just parkour (laughs) (laughs) i just love it and then he's a he was a young young he's basically like the padawan of dante as well come on man he is dude (laughs) dante made you fucking took me under his wing like a big bird man yep (laughs) A big bird, big bird my man. Baby birds. Until I had to become my own bird man. Yeah, and now, and now I'm my own bird man. I'm he's his own bird man. I'm flying his own bird life. Yep. How has it been like to see Ross come up over the years? Oh, it's awesome because like at first, is it actually like having a child? Well, first like either he would make me go train when I didn't want to, so it was like kind of <laughs> good because he'd get me out of the house when I was like being lazy because he was just a little kid with a lot of energy. Had to get my mom to drop me off. Two, when I was like really sore from training, and then uh, he either wasn't because he was a kid, or he tra- he didn't train or something, so I could like coach him or like I don't know. I could get a lot of the same stimulation of training through him because I could learn through him, but I could also spot him. I can't spot myself, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then also like uh, he was one like back then like really young practitioners weren't as common, so it was like way more impressive. Mm. I'd say and like seeing a 12 year old be able to do like co- more complex flips and tricks and precisions and stuff was like really cool. And mm-hmm. then as he started getting older and he actually started getting taller, like we could do challenges together. Oh, and nice. because like I influenced his training so much, he was he's like into a lot of the same yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff I am. But like obviously he has his own stuff that he's completely into that I'm not too. Yeah. Is that so. how you, roughly you remember it, Ross? What's yeah, it like on pretty your side? much. Um, Tell us about yeah, it. I would, I would, Tell us your backstory. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit. It all, Start it from all, the beginning. It all started when I was born. No, 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 dude. <laughs> Go back further. Go back further. What, what was it like being that little sperm in your ball, in that ball sack? No, 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 no. no. Let's go. I want to hear from the beginning, let's dude. Let's go up to year 
12, all right? I meet Dante at Cottonwood. <laughs> you can't start your life on year 12. We're you starting my life, life on year 12. <laughs> Come on. You, you had a life. Everyone wants to know, Hardly. dude. Hardly. All right. Before I did parkour. Give us the short and fast. My, my life was a lot of um, mountain biking. My family would take me mountain biking just about everywhere. Oh, shit. My bad. I'm a fucking unprofessional, guys. <laughs> God damn it. All right, go ahead. There's Cyrus. a lot of mountain biking, and I would just kind of jump from, like, sport to sport to sport. So, like, whatever I saw on TV, whether it was, like, tennis or gymnastics, I'd be like, Dad, take me. Take me to play tennis. Take me to play golf. You know, whatever it was. I would just see, like, I'd just see someone who was the best at what they were doing, and I would want to be them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I saw um, Roger Federer, tennis player. I'd be like, uh, I, yes. I want to be, like, be, like, Roger Federer. Tennis or something I don't know. Like Is a Shia LaBeouf coming out a movie about him as his own dad, right? Uh, that's one, too, but I'm not talking about that one. Oh, okay. I think this one's coming out sooner. We should check it out. <laughs> He's like, you guys don't understand tennis because you don't play. <laughs> Dude, I fucking played tennis when I was a little kid. Did you play? I didn't ever play on like I a team a or anything. I my, won my state. school never I won did it. Like number two or three state Dude, singles damn, that's back in the day when I was like eleven years old. That's we'll sick. Swab. I got that's a fucking. It's one of the only like. Tro- it's maybe my first trophy. Damn. I'm a big fan of most racket sports. Dude, I'm a big fan of it as well. Badminton. <laughs> Racquetball. Ooh, that shuttlecock. Ping pong. Ooh, I do love a little ping pong. Ooh, dude, I play that j- that Bruce Lee style with like fingers over the front. Oh, really? So it's like all backhands, and I'm just like pushing the ball. Oh, I can't like, do bah, that. Bah, 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 I can't bah. do that shit, dude. I always got to just I can do back both ways, forehand but... and backhand. Damn, dude. I want to go play kick it by the pool now and just play some <laughs> racket sports with you boys. <laughs> but yeah, it's all pretty right, much. Fucking, let's wrap this shit up, dude. I don't want to fucking shoot the. That's pretty much what my childhood was, was just <laughs> jumping from sport to sport, and then, you know, you got school and all that stuff. Well, that's super important, actually. That's probably yeah. why you're that good, even if you don't realize it, is like yeah, they no, found I... with fighters and stuff like any like super supreme athletes and this is what nfl scouts will look for is they don't want someone who specialized in one thing the entire like adolescence mm-hmm. it actually is way better and they become better athletes if they've tried lots of different yeah disciplines. i did just about everything and then at some point uh, i think the last one i did was like gymnastics and then i i really liked the flipping aspect and all that of gymnastics but i didn't like that they wanted me to do it the way they wanted me to do it like mm-hmm. landing nice and Nice, the way they wanted me to land, you know, like yeah, I just up, wanted to do, a, a, wanted to do a front flip and come land it, you know. Yeah, like I didn't give a shit to do a front flip and land it in the specific spot with my arms up, <laughs> and so I just kind of started doing parkour and free running without really knowing what it was in my front yard. Oh, word. and then um, I saw the ultimate parkour challenge on MTV. My dad in the sun, in like I think one year he just like brought me in and he was like, "This is what you're doing," and I was like, "Oh," and then I, uh, you know, I locked eyes with Daniel Olabaka on the TV, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> that look how beautiful this, that man this is. is. This is it. This is, it. <laughs> this is, this is this what is I've been calling. waiting for. Does Emily then, know about this? Huh? Does Does <laughs> Emily Ross's girlfriend is also in the room with us, by the way. Do you know that Ross is in love Obama. with Daniel Alabaca? Does this bother you at all? No, nothing. No, that's, that's good. That's a good. common thing of a lot of. I guess we all are. A little bit. I think he's so like charismatic. Yeah, he's like the, he's like the Jesus of parkour. It's he like, really what is. Would Jesus do? He spreads the good word of the Lord. He's got long hair and a like and interesting facial hair. He's always been there hair. for us. And he's always been there for us. Nobody can remember a time where like you remember when Daniel Baco wasn't around. <laughs> remember when people didn't say his name? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Dude, Sorry. what? How old is he? He's pretty old Because Jesus he? like peaked at like 33, right? Or whatever. Oh my God. That's when he had his moment. He's still doing so shit though. <laughs> He's still Dude, I can't believe I just called his crucifixion his <laughs> moment. <laughs> that really was like what his legacy was all about. Come on, guys. We don't know this to be true. We know this. Mel Gibson knows this. Mel Gibson knew it. Immortalized on film. That I'm just saying. Me. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is Ilabaka is the best shit is yet to come. With that man, if he's the true PK Jesus. I agree, Jesus. I agree, because he still does stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, on someone's story the other day, I saw him just do, like, the cleanest double flyaway ever, and I was like, oh, my God. He still, he cuts people's hair, too. He does, he cuts, mm. he's a barber now. Dude, I want to get my hair done. Ella Barbers. He gave you a Daniel Ella Barber. Get me, he, can you do fades? I think so. Ooh, shit. I would imagine. Dude, he's got an Instagram Dude, page for it. Craft. People would travel, like, far and wide just to get their hair cut by Ella Baca, I think, too. He's got infinite business if he wants to have it. Well, <laughs> if he wants to stay a barber, if he wants to stay a barber, maybe not. Maybe God not. bless him. <laughs> you could God use a fucking haircut. Him. I definitely could. 
Yeah, I got one yesterday. Not really, though. I just put it up here, in a bun and then just cut the top. Dude. Anyhow, where were we? Where were we? I don't know. What were we We were at Illabaca. You haven't met Dan Dante yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just fell in love with Dan Illabaca a little bit. So I kept doing parkour. And then me and um, Paul Kordick, who was like my elementary school best friend, he started doing it with me and along with my brother, Ori. And we did it for like a year. And then one day, randomly at Cottonwood, we ran into Dante and Jazz Velez, and I can't remember who else was there. But I saw one of them do a really small cat leap, and I was like, oh, these guys are no big fucking deal, you know? They're nothing. Scrubs. And so I went over, and I did a, I did a back full off a, a five-foot wall. I, I did was a, like, I was super stoked yeah, about it. I did a back like, full. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then, and then we kind of introduced each other, and then Dante did a stall gainer off the seven-foot, and it actually blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, what? I was a like, stall game. A stall game. Like one of the ones with the arms out like oh, this. Oh, the Illabaka tech. Yeah, Ill- That's Ill- that Baca. Christ tech, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. He does that Christ tech. He does the crucifixion gainer. Only one I've ever seen him do. Dude, I just realized that's what his tech is. He really is the Jesus. <laughs> He's seriously the... Second coming. Second coming, dude. I've seen and it. And then... Uh, We're calling it. And then we kind of went from like training here and there like we would like message each other on youtube i remember we'd leave comments on each other's videos and be like be at the park at nine <laughs> before the time i'd be like i wasn't no. i wasn't i wasn't old enough to have facebook so so i had to go through youtube just you know assaulting me through my youtube comments <laughs> oh my god so we can go back to your channel and, and oh, find yeah, these they're still there they're still oh, there yeah you left plenty of comments on ours you son of a bitch like what though be at the park at noon Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then I just moved from like like being the student to just like being normal training partners, you know? Or yeah, yeah. Do- How do you feel like you went through that transition? Because I think some of the thing that holds people back in that tra- in their training is they don't ever make that transition. What, from like being a student from to... From feeling uh, like they're the student? I mean, you should always student. feel like you're both, I guess. So, so like you're a part of the, the You should always the group remain like a beginner, that like, beginner's mindset, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. You, but... You also, like, some people never tap into the other side of the wall. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, How did you do that? Or what do you, do you remember about that transition? I don't know. It was a, it was a long transition for sure. Because, like, being 12, I was just I was just there to learn for sure. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to do was just learn how to do all the flips and stuff. But in then as I... experience... Sorry, I hope I'm not... Yeah, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Get in here. Like, add to the conversation. <laughs> uh, in my experience, when I was young, like, I remember the reason that I got quote-unquote good was... Like, I kept get learning stuff because I just wanted, I had super passionate feelings about being able to do all that stuff and being mm. really good and, like... Yeah, I would agree. I just really wanted to do things. Yeah, I wanted mm. to know all the stuff and be able to yeah. do it because I had no reason not to. Mm-hmm. I also, I would, um, like, with when, like, when I did my first flyway double full... I remember I didn't understand how to do a flyway double full at all, like, if I actually thought about it, but... And like when I saw someone do it, I could feel like in my head, I was like, if I just throw it, like I could do it. You visually, like my, you're a visual learner. You yeah, can understand learner, things yeah, like that's what in my, in my, too. yeah, like I, I knew in my subconscious, I understood it and I knew how I could mm-hmm. do it. So it was really just like, just digging deep and just trusting in myself. Do you guys much. ever learn shit while you sleep? Yeah. I like when so. you're dreaming yeah, and you like, definitely. you break down a move like in your dream and then you wake up, you can do it better. I don't typically yeah. do that, but, uh. I do like sometimes I do get like weird random revelations or little thoughts while I'm sleeping or maybe when I wake up when I toss or turn or something. Yeah. I don't know about when I'm sleeping, but when I'm going to sleep for sure. I'll so just wait, be like so laying just with, with moves trick. like that, you just felt like but that's like I always, and, and, I and another thing he was a more visual learner than me because ever mm. since he was young he would tell me when he was like learning tricks and stuff he would like close his eyes and visualize doing it yeah I still do that I've mm. never done that in my life <laughs> oh yeah Any, anytime I do a line or anything I always close my eyes before I do it and then I, I envision the entire run and I'm like alright just do it exactly like that and then I first do it first person third person or both um, third person mm. yeah I do first person third person like I try to do both really if I, I can. only Sometimes I'll kind of I'll, I'll move around from I, my perspective. I find that it, first person is actually really helpful. I wonder if you should try really? that. I've never yeah. tried that actually. Try it out, huh? But I'm also I also am like Dante. I don't do it for most well, things, especially flat. if it's something that scares me. 
uh, I, like if I start envisioning like the bad things that could happen, yeah. then it's like I think those things are more likely to happen. But if I'm only envisioning the best case scenario and the way I want it to look, uh. then and then I do it, then my body is gonna you like just reinforce it in your brain. It's gonna be committed to doing that yeah. Yeah. than anything else, you know. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you pop that thing? It's kind of windy in here. A little windy out there. Thanks, G. You can just leave it like that. It's fine. Um, but we didn't really quite, we didn't necessarily get to that subject exactly though. But so when you, when did you feel like you were no longer just a student, but you were like, I'm like training um, partner equal in, <sighs> in some ways or once, I don't know. It's really hard to say, honestly. Like, I, don't, I mean, I'm I don't sure remember, you still tutor under, under Dante. And I don't remember like domains. a defining moment, really. It Dante just, it just me. was a slow progression to like, I don't know. Our relationship just changed from. I think it's iron like, sharpens once it, once it got to the point Here's where, the thing is, oh, where yeah. I could help Dante as much as he could help mm, me. Yeah, that's, that's what, what was. I was about to say too. That yeah. makes sense. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When like I because when he was tiny, I would never ask him for tips because we're not yeah. even doing the same challenges. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, once it was like we're doing a challenge, and then he, maybe like he would do it before me. Mm. Yeah. I'd be like, what what adjustment did you make? Or mm. some, you know, try to like pick his. Yeah. Brain. Once we were able to kind of like, or I'll be like, help each other progress rather than him just motivator too, like. That feeling, well, he also that's has really his own good. Strengths and stuff. Though, oh, of right? course. Like, we both have our own strengths. Yeah, for but, sure. But did but, you also always know that like you had the potential to to be on the same level? Like I think that's one thing that tall as um, to be as tall as Dante. Yeah, you could be as tall as Dante. Man, the height thing is weird. Did you always know that you were going to be taller than him? No. One day. No, I had not. My mom always really told me I would be. Yeah. Time. Like he was, he was like a short kid at school. Yeah, I was super short. When I, I when I was born, I was eleven pounds six ounces. That's huge. Yeah, I was I was a fat ass baby. Dude. Dude, I was your massive. mom must be hurting and then still. By the time by the time I was in seventh grade, I had accumulated fifty pounds of weight. I was sixty pounds in seventh grade. In seventh grade, I was only sixty but pounds. We could sixty throw pounds. Around. They could we throw could me throw around. Him in the flips. Super small, but yeah. I guess it's not like unheard of. We not should, unheard, but chuck him on small. walls and eat pre and stuff. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> Too bad, dude. I didn't like being thrown into things. Yeah, well, there was a few things where I was like, "All right, that was kind of fun." You were talking about last night. You're like, "Remember when you guys threw me into the bathroom?" But we should go do that on a. See, ledge. some of some of them were fun. Some of them were fun, but some of them I did not like because no. I didn't know how far no, I was going to be getting thrown. When I was like 13. I got thrown off the seven foot. Like somebody grabbed both my arms. Somebody grabbed both my legs and threw me off because I learned <laughs> how to land on my feet. No. So just the swing throw off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's gnarly. The arms a little longer, you can get back to your feet. Yeah, yeah. And then that's there was—I don't know what you just gnarly. showed me earlier today, where they just dumped you on your ass. But that one was not the right execution. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should link that somewhere, dude. You got like got up on some people's shoulders. They just pushed you straight up, and you got like a half turn and a half twist, and just splat. Oh, dude, that was before I did parkour. If you're talking about what I think you're talking about, the thing you showed me this I morning. I stood on. Wait, what? On Facebook, it was like today on this day or some shit. You're like, look at this. This oh, is seven oh, years when ago. Oh, they pushed me. Yeah. I was trying to do backflip. Yeah, it was in Parfait. It's a video <laughs> I made a long time ago, and we had a bunch of people try to like push me as I backflip. Like they pushed on my back, and then one time like I didn't get the rotation, <laughs> so like I did like a. I was tucked in the air, and then realized I wasn't rotating. And, yeah, it was fun. Anyhow. Fish flopped out. Anyhow, um, let's fast forward then. So now, where are you at in your training? And you just got back from Europe. Like, what are your, what, how was that? Yeah, Europe was super sick. I went to England first, and then I went to Greece, and then Amsterdam. But England was really, I always love England. Like, England's just great in general, because it's so small, and everything's compact, so you have really good distances. And, like, America is just a square grid, mm. especially in Colorado Springs, so we don't have any, like, really creative architecture or anything. So going to England, I feel like it, like the training I've always wanted to do, England allows me to really do it. Mm. So I really love going there and training because it's Who'd just Who'd you stay like, with out there? Hmm? Who'd you stay with? Emily. Oh, of course. The Duh. girlfriend. Duh. Duh. <laughs> and then um, from England, I went Greece and Greece was probably better than England. Damn. Yeah. Son. It was like just, just the city, just the whole place in general. Like the spots were great and everything, but everything's cheap. The food is good and it's just a great place in general, man. Like. It's just sick. That's really all you need. Cheap yeah, food. it's all you cheap need food. is cheap food and good training. Cheap food, good lodging. And then Amsterdam is all right <laughs> for training. Like, you really can't train, like, in Amsterdam City, like, anywhere. 
because there's so many people and like all all that shit. But if you feel like you have to find the spots, mm. you know what I mean. Whereas Greece, you can kind of like wander around and you see something and you go do it or go over there. But in Amsterdam, you gotta like find specific spots and they're hard to find. But yeah, nice dude. So where do you feel like you're at in your training right now? And like, what do you want to accomplish still? Dude, I don't really know. I just kind of like, I just kind of been putting the hardest, doing the hardest things I can whenever I go to a spot, especially on my trip. That's kind of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Cause if I wasn't going to have much time at a spot, I would get there and I'd be like, all right, what's like the most difficult thing I or like anyone here could do. Mm. And then I would start looking at it and like, see if I could put it together. And most of the times I would get at least close, if not do it. Yeah. No, I saw like some really cool clips. I remember one that's coming to mind right now is like that front over the, the this wall and over this rail to like round off. Oh yeah, that or was something like that. Yeah, that one was fun. And like you definitely I like it, I like way the, the way you're applying your style to the environment out there. Yeah. Like I really appreciate you throwing yeah, it's kind of like a tumbling pass basically, but mm -hmm. it's like over and using obstacles in like yeah. a way that's like super Styling. Yeah, I don't like to do super drawn out long lines. I like them to be to be quick and like hard. Yeah, impactful. And difficult. Yeah. I like too. I'm, yeah. I'm similar. Yeah. No more. No, like no more than like four or five points. Well, of I, yeah, I think we all gravitate right? towards like just that moment. Like, what's the hardest thing? And yeah, like you try yeah. to isolate that down to like one just like a really thing, and you're like, if I can get, yeah, yeah, if you, exactly. like, if that's I can, can I like. if I can get past that moment. Like I don't like I don't like watching happened. people like do a cool line and then run around to a different section to do another like average thing. <laughs> yeah, that's there weird. It's like if you're gonna finish yeah, a line, like, like a, I feel like the finishing move has to be the biggest move. Yeah, you gotta yeah you gotta I do actually, like a sick gap to a, a banger flip. Tricking a long time ago, but somebody mm. said don't end your combos with a comma. Yeah. Or a period. Mm. End your combos Almost. with an exclamation mark. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah, I've I've remembered that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like yeah, I feel like it's, it's weird when when you yeah dilute yeah. your own you dilute your own movement with like some some strange addition to this. Like it's like all right, the thing you did that, that yeah, like, you just landed was way cooler than the thing yeah, that I just had to watch did, afterwards. Like, imagine if you did like a front five forty in the middle of a line and then ended the line with like an, an inward side. <laughs> It's just be like so lame. Like, why would you end on that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think like, yeah, to each their own. I mean, every, obviously it's subjective. Whatever yeah, people like yeah. is whatever they like. But I, I agree with you 100%. It's just like, for me, my taste, my palate is most titillated yeah. by uh, a culmination. You just know, man. Yeah. The ground shakers. The ground shakers. You just know. You just know. You, you know? can edit in a nice little ground shake. <laughs> don't do it <laughs> but if you could all right what did you what else did you want to know about ross's trip what do you, you, you want to know what do you want to know it's time for Grill me, bro. Like, let's get hammered what did you <laughs> it's hammer get me hammer time what did you, you learn like um what's some stuff you picked up from like the athletes like i remember one thing you said about oh, um, joe scandrick yeah 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 I, um i got to stay with joe scandrick for a night which is really cool i'd never met him before and he uh he hit me up on instagram and was like yo you're in that's england joe I, was Scandrick, like, guaranteed, I was like that's sick <laughs> oh yeah he, and then he, he told me that you really hated him saying that <laughs> I was drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was sick. Um, and then I, I stayed the night with him, whatever. And then the next day I went out and trained with, um, it was Joe, Callum, and Kai, and Joseph Marks, which was... it was right, in Brighton? Um, no, I can't remember where we were. Just out in London? It was that, it was that spot that has, like, I don't even know how to, like, kind of yellow walls, like, classic, like, really good Webster Precision type stuff. Joseph Marks was there all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that, like... Um, Whatever. stride. We know what we're talking stride. about. Yeah, you, I, you I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But yeah, we went to that spot, and it was weird. It was an interesting day for me because I had never, I've never trained with like not Callum and Kai and and all these all these dudes who are really big, you know, mm -hmm. really big in the parkour community. They've got like, I mean, I think Callum and Kai and Joe all have over a hundred thousand followers, right? Disappointed you even know that. Yeah. And you know, yeah, exactly, <laughs> that, exactly. That's the point I'm trying to get to is that I I realized I was caring way too much about like all the social media stuff mm. and like I, I i was putting way it's too much the youth it's way making too you i depressed. was giving them i was like i don't know i was Instagrams. like i was just thinking about it way too much i was like oh these dudes are fucking huge you know like should i, I even got be those here likes though yeah <laughs> and so it was kind of it was kind of nice to see um like 
that their lives are no different than mine and they just have more followers. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely no different than mine. It just doesn't matter. Kai so. drinks uh, Diet Coke. That's <laughs> true, it does. No, it's in Coke Zero. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was really nice to see that, and then it, it um kind of made me feel like I could train with um like training with actually doing things that I really wanted to do rather than training with things that I felt like would look good on camera, what people would want to see. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I think about that stuff anyways because yeah. I'm interested in what looks good on camera. I am too, but that's just because <laughs> still a little bit too much. <clears throat> well, I think it's like for me, I There's like a big difference between what <clears throat> looks aesthetically pleasing to your own eye on camera and what you're trying to make look aesthetically pleasing for other people's okay, yeah. um, validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just like, sometimes I'll look at a challenge and I'm going, that is so technical. And if I'm not interested in it, whatever, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. But if it looks, but if it's simple, like maybe I wouldn't look too interested in it, but I know it would look really cool on camera. Yeah. Like the challenge itself might not be like, oh, this is like the hardest thing I've ever done. But I'm like, damn, someone should just do it because it looks... Like, I know it's going to look really cool. Yeah. Like, that's what will make me, like, sometimes motivated to try something. On camera? It'll look cool? Yeah. Or just cool in general? Just in general. In general. Like, director's eye. Yeah, it's just... If it's, like, a a really fun challenge that looks really difficult but looks bad on camera, would you still do it? If it's really fun, yeah. Yeah. But, like, sometimes sometimes those challenges aren't fun, and I'll be like, that's not worth doing because, like, Like, first of all, I don't want to do it. If a Webster happens in the forest and no one's around to comment on it. Did it actually happen? Yeah, like the other day I was um I like was looking at this rail pre and it looked real sketchy and I had never done it before. It was like a thin rail and it was pretty far down. And I was like, this is sketchy. And then I like I was pretty scared of it. And I, when I get scared of something, I really want to do it mm-hmm. usually. So I like I, I manned up and I did the rail pre and it turned out to be super easy, but I didn't stick it. I overshot a little bit. And then uh, the guy Cameron I was training with, he was like, do you want to film it? And I was like, no, <laughs> because like I know I could stick the rail pre, yeah. but it's not like that big of a rail pre, so I'm just not gonna do it again. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the kind other of thing is like, is like I don't like I'm not gonna waste my time to stick a precision. That's a matured, yeah. so? practitioner's way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, what'd you say? I You're said, a matured that's practitioner. A matured way to look at it. Oh, I thought you said immatured. I was like, damn. <laughs> <Matured>. <laughs> because like that's the thing is like at the longer you train. You're not gonna get the same rushes from like the same old like the same old stuff, even if it's the same moves. So like yeah, and also like doing doing something and realizing oh that wasn't really what I wanted in general. Like why did I even do this jump or something? Yeah, like, you weren't actually passionate about it. And you realize it like it's yeah. good to be able to just like walk away from it. Not yep. enough people can walk away these days. That's true. Someone's gonna get hurt, dude. People have been getting hurt. Today? Dante's prediction got. Tr- Came true. There's definitely been some savage bails since. Yeah. What did you? What happened today? No, I said something's going to happen. Oh, today. today yeah, someone will get today. Hopefully not in our group. Fuck. Somewhere in the world. I mean, we're somewhere in the world, we're no doubt. Worldwide group. We're worldwide. Once does someone bails a descent, man, that's when it's game over. Dude, that is like the taboo topic, but it is like imagine, an inevitability. Also, imagine if like a rock star free runner like died. Oh my god. Dude, I know it's like it could change the whole culture because we we might sway away from what they died from if it mm-hmm. was a parkour, or we might go punk rock and sway more towards it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Be interesting. It's super interesting because I you know I think about that stuff a lot, especially you know I just saw like speaking of Joe Scandra and Elijah, one of our friends out there. Um, like some of the, a lot of the same kids that basically that are in the same category as you, just like yeah, really yeah. gnarly young up and coming yeah. dudes, are out in Europe right now. The Try Hard Collective, and like Elijah and Joe sent like a pretty beefy descent. Oh, it's nasty. And uh, so we were talking about that, and we were just talking about like, damn, dude, like this is like free soloing basically. It's free solo descent instead of free solo climbing. Yeah. But it's basically you're up at height. You're you're without ropes. You're up without protection. And, you know, the story with climbers is like the saying goes, at least like there's there's young free solo climbers, but there's no old free solo climbers. <laughs> they all die before they get old, yeah. you know, and it's like it's a little different in the fact that it's, it's definitely different one motion and then you kind of just rinse and repeat. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, well, in descents, I'm not talking about descents in particular. I'm just talking about like training at height yeah. in general, like yeah. training at death drop height, which yeah, we have descents. We have like anything that went down in roof culture Asia, basically mm-hmm. in that category. And people are continuously pushing themselves higher and higher off the ground. Yeah, you know, we had what's his name do 
like he was like the probably the most famous guy to die. Mm-hmm. What was uh, the Russian or the Latvian? Um, yeah, he he was like a flip precisioner on roofs. And yeah, stuff, right? he did a 16 story drop to his death. Ugh. What was his name? I, I can't remember. That, that was ages that. ago, though. Huh? It was ages ago, but yeah. it's been a while. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like we we don't actually have that many outliers of people getting severely destroyed or or you know. Well, yeah, I mean, usually dying. Most people really don't like dying. But um, I think where you get into that, and most people. Well, you never know, dude. Maybe actually, I heard dying's pretty Although, sweet. Yeah, no, no, it does seem like some people on Instagram <laughs> these days do have a death wish. Like I'm just like, all right, well. That's definitely like what appeals to me most now, though, is the height aspect. I, that definitely drives my shame I know, quite I'm saying, a bit. I like, feel like that's part of what drives me as well. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is, but it just makes I things just, more... I really want to do... Like right now, I really want to do a really nice Webster pre on like a hefty roof gap. Mm. Yeah. Like stick it right on the edge. Stick it right on the edge. Stick it right on the edge, dude. Fuck, dude. See, I get scared when I like hear that. one downtown. I thought about that one. That one is really fucked up, though. That one's like down and But why do you have to stick it? Leg. Here's the other thing. is like, why do we get so obsessed with sticking? I understand like why sticking because shows more control. Dude, that control. demonstrates demonstrates control, better man. things. It just thinks it looks so cool when your heels are... Do you imagine a nice... Uh, imagine just a nice Webster Pre, like a 10-foot gap Webster Pre sticking it on the edge of like a 10-story a building. Dude, Here's ma- the thing is like... Imagine watching I don't, The Incredibles 2 and buying... Because if you're just going to do a popcorn. front flip gap, you might as well just do it as far as you can... Like just do the biggest front flip you can. I'd rather see that is what I'm know? saying. Really? I, it's not that I don't appreciate the Webster Pre for what it is, but for me, it's like two performance almost. It's more like gymnastics almost in a way. Like it's I like it's like that weird landing that you're talking about. Like oh, yeah, my hands yeah. are stuck up in the air. It's it, like in that, for in me, that way it does sticking have to be your perfect. jumps like it, it almost is becoming like obsessive like that, where people are yeah. like forgetting about. For me, like it's more important that like the like if you don't have to stick it, I don't understand why people stick it. I think a stick is sick if you're like jumping to something that like. If you fall off the other end, you die. Yeah. Like if the drop is in front of you, I think that's a cool stick. If the drop's behind you, I don't know why you stick anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, There's no practical application for it. Interesting little like, I don't even know, like an interesting like quirk of parkour people, I guess. Yeah. It's just like our syndrome with sticks. I feel like it's I feel like it's gotten worse. I understand in the last like year why we so. do it. I think because like if it was a rail or if it was we're training so that if that obstacle if we want to take that technique to the next progression, which would be a more precise obstacle, then we can do it. That's really what the point of the stick is, I think. But it's a training mechanism and that's like why I'm like, all right, it's training but if if you're actually doing the line, if you're filming a line or if you're trying to create like a, a art a piece of movement art or whatever. Yeah. Then for me, it feels unnecessary to stick a lot of the things that get stuck, and that's also not what people are always no, I, trying I to would, do. I would agree with their Instagram too, and stuff. They don't necessarily like, try yeah, to stick things because I don't enjoy watching like a long I mean, line. A lot of it is training with stick precision. Is, it's like stick, yeah, jump out and run away. Yeah, like, yeah, jumping front, out, run away, was, out and run away. Like, yeah, yeah, running away is just as dumb in a way too, yeah, because like, you know, what are you running away from? You're just filming yeah. this line. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I, uh, it's got to end at some point. You have to abandon the line. Mm-hmm. So you might as well stop to signify that you've abandoned your own motivation in continuing <laughs> motion. <laughs> I do like it for that reason. You've, you've, you've brought me into a uh, more friendly, stick, stick-friendly stick mindset just with that point. And I, I would rather that pe- people are a little compulsive about sticks than nobody ever even like knew what sticks were. Yeah, 100%. No, yeah, I don't like, want to be shitting on it. And like, that's one of the things that like, that's why we get shit on as Americans or whatever from like yeah. the UK or like any, any, because our sticks or like people will call something a stick, but it's not a stick. You know, it's just like, it, it's a you can tell. It's a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing shade on those new shoes. Yeah. Or, um, oh my God. I mean, I'm just like, there's so many things that are just nitpicky as well, but. It's yeah, true. No, if you, it's always you, funny at the competitions and stuff when they have to like. That's actually it, what bothers you know? me the most. It's like if you're gonna stick it, fucking do a good stick. Yeah. Well, they did at NAPC. If you're right? wiggling they, your they, arms they around. They didn't quite time it. They were they were like you have to demonstrate control on the bar. I think before mm. they would give you the okay. That was yeah. kind of cool. But that's also you know, I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, Ross, let's bring it back. Bring it back, baby. Any more realizations you got in uh, <clears throat> that young Europe? Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Not really. <laughs> 
I, I like the whole month. It was just a weird month and a half. Like every day, I had no idea what was gonna happen. That's good for your brain, though. It is good. It was really fun. I loved it. But like after the month and a half, I was definitely ready to get back home and like to some order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I bet. But yeah, it was it was nice to kind of just have things not planned, and then I would just like message in some group chats and be like, anyone want to train? And then I just end up training with the most random people every day. <laughs> Yeah, it's making me miss travel just talking about it. It is like... It's really fun. Super good for you. It makes you appreciate home more. It, it's like Dante is saying, it's good for your brain. So many the Exercise, malleability. So many foods, so many new mm-hmm. stimuli, like new places. Like, oh, it's crazy. Let's go. Let's go. I also got to meet um, Alfie Green when I was out Who there. Who impressed you the most? Who impressed me the most? Yeah. Ooh. Probably Callum. Yeah? Yeah. I, the day I trained with Callum, he did this drop pre that was just... Phew, he it, seems like he's been in a peak kind of... He did it so casually, too. I mean, it was really far down, and it was really far out. The mm. wall was thin. <laughs> it was not... It didn't look good. <laughs> like, yeah. right when we got to the spot, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, that's it. Like, it looked like a joke, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, a drop pre you joke about it, and he just did it casually, and I was like, Jesus. That's awesome. He's, he's, he's really on a whole other level, I feel like, of parkour. It was, yeah, it was pretty last, intense. I swear, in the, like you, like it seemed like he couldn't get like much better, at, or like he was doing for really a little well. while, yeah. And then yeah, it seems like he pushed through and like yeah, like, he's been uh, doing some crazy jumps. Every, I I enjoy like everything he puts out, like every single thing. You're like, goddamn, Callum, you're fucking, you're killing it. Like he, yeah, he's just like, it's his lifestyle. I remember when we traveled through Europe with him. Yeah, you could tell like that's the the amount of dedication and like. Just passion he has for moving is just out of this world. Yeah. Like, it's more than I have. <laughs> it's more than we have in this room collectively. Yeah. <laughs> We're all a little He's burnt so, out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I mean, yeah, props to him. It's just like, I remember he was just training every day. Yeah. All day. Every spot we went to, he would He's figure himself He's out, adapted, warp, warm up, figure it out, and just... Yeah. It was inspiring to be around. It was like, made me feel... Completely lazy. I also met this kid out there. His name was Abdullah. Abdullah Ab- Fat. Yeah. You, I was just showing him to Dante. Yeah, he, I met him out there, and like the day I met him, you know how he does like a bunch of crazy side pre's now. Mm-hmm. The day I met him, he was like talking shit on his own side pre's. He was like, I can't. He's like, I fucking suck at side pre's, dude. And I was That's like, Hey, real better, quick, though. real quick. Yeah, how self-deprecating is the parkour community? <laughs> Maybe the most self-deprecating community in the fucking planet right now. So true. I don't know, like so any true. community where I see posts more where it's just like they do something completely amazing that maybe like, a handful of people on Earth can do. Yeah. And they're like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I didn't land it the way I wanted. I fucking. You can see like they're always like I don't know. Well, I, think I it's agree. Comes I, from a place like we're very humble. We don't like braggers. We're very yeah. We don't exactly. Braggers do not get treated well. So no, it's, it's true. The opposite of that, and it, in that sense, it could be like it's like the opposite of a brag. You're like, okay, I, I still want to like say something to get attention to this thing, but yeah, I don't want to immediately be called a douchebag for doing it. So I'm going to criticize this thing in hopes that people will say I'm going to too critical on myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is interesting. Which is almost like in itself its own little fishing for compliments. It is. It is. You know, it's like. I think yeah, I think we could we could all stand to just be a little less harsh on ourselves. Like for sure you think those thoughts, but you don't have to post it on Instagram. Like be proud of yourself a little bit on yeah. Instagram. Like oh, yeah, that's for okay. sure. I also think that like people who don't like go hard on themselves every once in a while or don't take themselves seriously and get critical about themselves, they can't they can't progress they can't at the same yeah, right. well. They can't yeah. learn lessons as well. They can't. Um, no, you're you you're 100% be hard right. on yourself you can't for sure. A better Everyone, yeah, you, you got to be your own worst critic. Yeah. And like, that's part of what, yeah, I think that's also what you're saying is just like, oh, I mean, I've definitely done it but it's with things I've done. Like, I'm going to be the first one to say it so I don't have to like have anyone else think that, like, I didn't think of this. Like, yeah, I know what's wrong with it already. We all know. But yeah. here it is. <laughs> but here it is. This is what happened. But also, because I know that we all know this, it's like, I try to steer away from that. And I, w- I wish that some people would do it as well. It's just like, have a little more fun with it on, on your post at least. Yeah. We yeah. all know that like you hate yourself after you did it. <laughs> <laughs> you do parkour and you're really good at it. So obviously you're super hypercritical probably. <laughs> but like, Dude, think I don't of know. That though, like, it's like body dysmorphia. Like probably like most pro Instagram type athletes just have straight body dysmorphia. They watch a video of themselves and they're like, 
God, it looks so ugly. <laughs> like my form's bad. And, yeah. Like, and then everybody's like, "Ah, oh, it looked pretty damn good." Or something, you know, like. Pretty damn good. Well, yeah, it's because because when like I, when I watch someone's Instagram video, I I don't watch it like ten times in a row. Yeah. Sometimes I will if it's really good, but on yeah. my own, I'll watch my own like yeah ten fifteen times in a row yeah, just to I see wa- what was watched, wrong with it. Yeah. See how I can better it. Yeah. yeah. Like you can study it. I analyze it so hard. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's super key. You have to do that. But all I'm saying is it's not the best public publicity. Like, people are getting in their own way sometimes with it. That's all. Like, we were talking I mean, about honestly, Mango. That, well, now that, like, you know, uh, mental health stuff is, like, a oh, yeah. sensitive to- so- topic. Like, if you talk about it, then people are going to be really, really nice to you. Yeah. So, like, in that way, like, it can, you know, people fish on social media doing that, too. But, but that's the root of the problem is almost what I'm saying. It's like people are using Instagram to connect yeah. in a way that is not necessarily going to benefit them. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I'm going to use this post and I'm going to talk about it. Like I'm getting all my feelings out on Instagram. And Instagram's about to change a lot too soon. Mm. Is it? What do you think? They're, they're going to allow people to do up to hour-long videos. Oh, I saw oh, that. I saw videos, that. Hour-long videos, stuff like that. I'm actually really stoked about this because this gonna, is the only place where I, I have... I don't know how it's going to roll out. You know, like, Dude, if yeah. an hour-long only, video only comes so, up on my feed, I'm not watching it. certain <laughs> people are going to be able to... They're gonna be a, is there going to be more like What do you mean mobile? only certain people? Like, I think they're going to... You have to have 100K. You, you have to be certified or something. Or something to do longer videos. Yeah. I'm not sure how it's going to There'll be a threshold. Maybe it's like a thousand videos. That is interesting. Well, because they want to take wait over. To see Joey Adrian do a five-minute-long line. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably gonna have like uh, YouTube market share is what they're after, right? That's gotta be it. I mean, YouTube's fucking slipping, so yeah. I could see them. Dude, I mean, everything's slipping except for Instagram. They, Instagram they, seems to. They, it's kinda, the newest one. They wait until you're weak, and that's when they strike, dude. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Snapchat, like. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. It's like, all right, and that's ours. <laughs> yeah, they just put up the stories, and everyone was like, Instagram just ripping off Snapchat. Everyone was yeah. so mad about it, but now yeah. everyone's like, yeah, Instagram's way better. <laughs> Instagram stories is way better. Yeah. Because because you get the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like. I don't know. You get, you get way more views on Instagram on your story. It is like the most, but something's going to come along and outdo Instagram. Although it's going to be tough, but there will I be mean, something. We're in a monopoly world right now. Yeah. There was that weird app Instagram that showed up a while Facebook. ago. Vero. Yeah. Did you ever hear about that one? Vero. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't was know jumping on it for a second. Yeah. And then like I got an account. I was actually yeah, bandwagoning too. hard for a second there. I was just like, whatever yeah i'll just be on it and then i'll find out if anyone like gives a shit no like, one gave later a shit. on in life no, no one, one gave did. shit at all and i was like nope <laughs> yeah you can't reinvent the wheel like it's gonna be like a software or like an internet upgrade or like a you know like the blockchain or something might create a new app that like yeah because fuck having thing. to build up your audience again on a different platform yeah yeah you want to be able to transfer the audience yeah but um all i was saying earlier shit. is just like with that mental health and stuff, it's, you gotta, you could potentially, I think it's important sometimes, but it's also, I think a lot of people just don't get enough sun. Then yeah, it's just go outside again. This is the body thing. Like if your elephant, if ride your elephant out to the sun, you'll <laughs> get feel better. Let get exercise. Sunbathe for a bit. There's actually some vitamins in the air. Who would have guessed they're hitting you. Take them in. And just like with mango, we were talking about how mango is not necessarily the best em- or sh- fuck melee player. But he has good publicity because he has fun with it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. is the best. He's obviously really skilled. Well, I'm just saying. A, he's he's a personality. Like, but and do you that's think he would like Mango too. as much as if Mango got on every time he lost a competition? He's like, or even won a competition, he was like, droned on a little bit about like, oh, this is like the, where I'd messed up that button and I shouldn't. Like, he's a he's a personality. The funny thing is, he actually does. Like, he will do <laughs> analysis streams where mm. he streams his matches and will do that. But it's his way. And like it's called like anal Mondays. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like he has a sense of humor about it. And, and it's right? so funny too. He'll be like, he'll be like, look at this frame. Look at this frame. He's like, he just grabs me. Yoink. <laughs> like, Yoink. Or, That's or he'll what talk I'm saying. about like his sick Firefoxes. He'll like slow mo it and watch like how he's like one pixel away from getting hit. And he's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I guess is have a little bit of a sense of humor well, about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean like. 
I would say, you know, Jesse Flair is also a huge personality. Exactly. So like, I mean, a lot of his popularity, you could say, because, you know, he's not just doing parkour. He's, he's got a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I feel like Jesse Flair has gotten less popular in the last year or two. I mean... I don't know. I, well, I, I don't keep I mean, tabs he, on it. Yeah. I, I don't really either, but, like... You'd th- you'd think by this point he'd be like the biggest of the big. Well, he is arguably one of the biggest, a, if not the biggest in America. Not, and he's not like I don't even think he has. But to you, but to you, but in terms of like effect and influence, I don't know, maybe he's just a, maybe he's just appealing to a completely different stuff. audience than I'm even a part of yeah, or even heard I feel, of. I feel like a lot of his audience is people that live kind of in the middle of nowhere, but want to yeah, I yeah. I agree actually because I very rarely will meet a Jesse LaFleur fan. Well, they're out there. I'm a fan of his. So I like too. I like Jesse. Yeah, like I like I, I mean I think it's cool. I, I think he he makes he's moves. doing he's, like he's he is the, the first person to have a sure. parkour shoe. He makes moves. Yeah, he does for he sure. Makes he's moves. definitely he, smart about it. Like, he's he knows moves. what he's doing for sure. Exactly, and like people shit on him, and this is like probably why people get super hypercritical is because like Jesse is one of the people that actually has pushed that area, that domain of like trying to be a little bit more promotional and less like self-deprecating and like critical of himself, mm-hmm. and he gets shit on all the time for it. <laughs> yeah. But it's not necessarily, and then some people like that like alienates some people from trying to do that, but I don't think it needs to. I think like most for the most part, like. <laughs> If you have beef with Jesse LaFlair, like real beef, or if you don't like the way he does things, fight him. Fist fight. Go him. fight him, dude. <laughs> Put up your nuts. But also, you probably have like some weird insecurity or something yourself. Like that's yeah. Like what makes people angry about that stuff? Like I could give a shit. Like I think it's cool what he does. Um, I don't really like feel it's anyone's responsibility to to own the burden of like the representing parkour yeah you know like I, I think there's certain things i disagree with what people do and whatever but i would rather society as a whole just be smarter than that so like for me luck. it's like yeah but for me it's like you shouldn't i don't expect people to cater to the lowest common denominator yeah and if because i don't think I, I wouldn't want to live my life that way so fuck it <laughs> fuck it i'm not gonna judge jesse LaFlair for fucking doing whatever he thinks is the thing to do are you going to buy his shoes, though? Fuck no, dude. I don't train in high tops. Yeah, I feel like high tops are a bad idea for parkour shoes. Like, I feel dude, like... The strike high tops were never a problem for me. I don't like them. But I don't like the ankle like, impingement. Those, weren't, those were like mid-tops, weren't they? Those weren't high tops. How high do dude, these Jesse LaFleur shoes like, go? They go well above the ankle bone. You bomb. know what, though? I haven't... If I, I haven't I, seen I might them. buy a pair if I saw them and I felt good, but, like, I just... I would buy them and just for fashion, probably if anything, I wouldn't buy them for, I'd buy them because I think Jesse's cool and I want to support parkour. I wouldn't buy them because I wanted to train in them most likely because I don't think I would like them as a training shoe just from base. Yeah. Looking at them. I just wouldn't like, I wouldn't feel comfortable with my ankles being like like enclosed for some reason. I don't know. I feel like you're just overthinking that. Like probably, but it just seems weird to me. It just depends. Also, it depends how stiff the shoe I is. I just don't work fat. I just don't work high tops either. I just never have, so I just don't wear high tops. Yeah, you don't train boots either, but you could. I don't. Yeah, I guess I could train. What about you? Either. Would you buy a pair? Do you want a pair? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. He's not a fan of the flare parkour shoe. Sorry, dude. I don't know why Jesse's getting so much. Uh, Ross brought it up. Ross, why, Ross, why do you bring this up? I'm sorry, Jesse. We love you, Jesse. Actually, I really do like hope that his tour goes really well. I think it's like it cool what like he's doing. Been, oh, yeah, and like, props to him for nuts. being the person that is setting a bar like that. He's paving a way, whether you want to fucking congratulate or appreciate him for it or not. He's paving a way for parkour athletes to like have their own pro model and do all these cool things that we've seen happen in other sports. And we should like be stoked for him. Yeah. Um. Shit, boys. We've already gone for an hour. Wow. Maybe about time like, to wrap this bitch up. I feel like Ross hasn't said anything. Ross, you barely said anything. You're so quiet. What? Ross, what happened? To, what? This is your episode, bro. This is your moment. This is just like I've not been quiet. Imagine you're Jesus right now. We're going to crucify you. Oh, Jesus. What do you have to say? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's what I have to say. What are your last words, Ross? My, l- we, my final words? What are your last words before we hang you? <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't you're not actually hanging me right <laughs> what you're not actually hanging me are you you said you were hanging me what'd you say 
<laughs> Don't worry about it, dude. Just right. let's hear your last words. What are my last words? Dude. I mean, you I can you choose for, how you want to die. We won't hang you if you don't want to die by hanging. I don't want to die. <laughs> Good last words. Yeah. Those are my last <laughs> words. I don't want to die. And I, I love my mom. I don't want to die. That's actually not the best last words. Cause he if loves you, his mom. He said he loves his mom. I said you, I love my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love my mom. <laughs> it finally comes out. <laughs> <laughs> we knew it. All right. Um... Thank you, boys, for joining me. I guess we're going to go out and do some training now yeah. or something. Do we're going to go outside. Do our fucking we don't best. really have an idea. We're going to go get that Everything vitamin is D. Training? We're going to go get out and vitamin D. Everything's training. I'm doing parkour right now in your heads right now with my my voice. <laughs> Navigating your mind. <laughs> finding the fastest way to your soul. Through the neurons. <laughs> through the neurons. <laughs> so efficient. <laughs> We had a good time yesterday. We had a pretty wild day. Real quick before we wrap up, I just yeah. want to like recap. We went rope swinging. Mm-hmm. Sick. Dante threw down some shit. You Ross threw down, down some shit. I threw down some fly. shit. Did some dubbies Did off the rope swing. I love the flyaway like, into my back. For us and hyping us up and like they, they loved our tricks, dude. Yeah. Just the random like people to rope swing. <laughs> yeah, dude. That one guy was like, you want to smoke weed, bro? <laughs> and I was like, I'm good right now, but I don't know. Maybe later. He was like, dude, you deserve it, man. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> sounded like Macho Man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. Yeah, we had a crowd gathering. Because we were the only ones throwing dubs. Well, I mean, it was only. And like you're the only feet. one that could do, like, the technical flip. Like, everyone there is just kind of, oh, I don't know. I don't that know. That one guy was doing the cool little split, like, flyaways. That's true. That one? I wanted to see him double that. One dude he tried to double about onto it. his face. Yep. Oh, I think that guy yeah, was, that was actually pretty good, but he, he just was. kept shorting the double. Yeah. I don't know how either because he was swinging so hard. I know he had such good power and then yeah, he just why? like wasted he it. Was too long and he couldn't get off the end of the rope and get that whip. Yeah, yeah. that's actually that happened to me a little bit with my last one. Yeah, but I fucking flew. sent to like this middle of the river. I was like, yo, you went really high. <laughs> I was so stoked on that. I want to do more of those. Hey, no one's stopping. Us. Guernsey, dude. You guys coming to Guernsey in two weeks? I, I want to. Fuck yeah. I don't see why not. And we watched the fights last night as well. UFC 225 went down. Mike Tyson was in the last match. Mike Tyson in the last... Cuban Mike Tyson. <laughs> there was um, a photographer. Yeah. Photographer beat. It was a great night. It was a great night. All said. We had some guacamole. <laughs> Spicy guacamole. For the guacamole. Shout out to Ryan Ford. All right. How are we going to finish this on an exclamation <laughs> point, boys? We need, a, we need that exclamation point. We just dropped off a little bit, and we can't, we can't go back on ourselves now with uh, <laughs> the shit we've been talking. Ross, tell us about the time you cried. All right. Or pooped your I pants cr- or something. I cried, man. I cried When was the last time you pooped your pants? <laughs> and don't say yesterday. I don't think I've ever pooped my pants. Never? Never. I don't, I've never pooped my pants. That's impressive. Have you ever yeah. shit yourself? Probably a little when I was like a baby, or like, not a baby, but like a little kid. I'm sure I, uh, you know. Here's the last time I've shit myself that I can remember. <laughs> that was real, a real shit. And I'll let you guys in on this. It's a pretty <laughs> embarrassing story, right? But it's pretty funny. Hey, if somebody tuned in for this long, they earned yeah, it. Yeah, they earned it. Here's the shit story. I was on the playground, elementary <laughs> school. I don't know exactly what grade I was in. Maybe like second grade, third grade. Uh-huh. And uh, I just had to shit so bad. <laughs> and I was wearing shorts. It was a hot summer day. <laughs> super hot and like i was like real deep on the playground we had a pretty dude you know when like you're a kid and just just like distances like are way different yeah i was just like i was not even a block from like the school really probably but like i for me that was eternity i was like walking all the way back to the bathrooms inside the school i was like as far away as you can get on the playground you're small so you gotta think like yeah every every little like amount of of space so many more steps oh my god yeah i was like dude fuck that and i had to shit real bad and i was just like by the time i get there like my ass is gonna be sweaty nah nah son prairie dogging by this point dude i was probably a little prairie dog action going on so then and i was wearing i was wearing boxers and shorts so basically i'm just free balling it like there's no there's no like you know what i'm saying like baggy ass boxers so i just let the fucking little turd it was like actually smaller than i thought i just let a little turd like i just pinched it off dude like behind the big tree i mean like i went behind the big tree dude i used to piss behind that tree dude i was a fucking bad kid I went behind that tree, 
and just with no one looking, I just fucking let this little turd roll off the side of my shorts and just like into the ground and I like kicked it like next to the, it like rolled like underneath the fence into like non-school property and I was like perfect I was like perfect evidence dis- disposed of and then I just walked around the rest the of resource I walked around the rest of recess with a probably shit streaked asshole dude what a disgusting thing kids are dude I think I was in first grade or second grade not second or third but how disgusting are we as Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't shit my pants one time, but one time I did that shit. Was a, that was I a shit voluntary shit myself, dude. No, I I chose <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I didn't shit myself, but I just took a shit in like this I bush out of school one time. It was massive. Like it was a, like I had to shit so bad, and See, I just I went for it. I would have pulled my pants down, but I didn't want to cause a scene. It had to be See, incognito. These were like some bushy bushes, so I just enclosed oh. myself and pulled them down and just uh, let your you know, let her, take over. let that baby fly out. <laughs> No TP. I mean, it was a no wiper, dude. It was a true no wiper. <laughs> I swear. Pinched it right out. Pinched it out. It was way smaller. It was like a little deer turd. It was like <laughs> it was just tiny. a little ball. It was a little ball. I was like, oh, pff, that's not doing any damage. We're chilling. That's that's the dot on your exclamation point. Yeah, yeah. There you go, dude. It was just like that. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that anecdote of me shitting in first grade on thank the you. recess. Um, I cried a thank you guys for listening and. Uh, We'll catch more shit stories and more good times and more parkour knowledge and news on next week's episode. The 20th episode. Maybe I have to do something special for episode 20. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I might start video or something next week. I got my iPhone back, so we have two iPhones now. I'll tell that story maybe next week. It'll be sick. Double iPhones. We'll get two cameras recording from two angles. Ross, Dante, the Colorado Springs cats. Thanks for joining me. It's been a pleasure, dude. No problem. Peace out. Ciao.